0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
1: It is the Unpack Podcast here from acmepackingcompany.com. And SB Nation talking about your still technically possibly <laughs> could maybe make the playoffs Green Bay Packers. Will they? Do we want them to? Who knows? We're gonna get into it. Um, we're gonna talk a lot about Joe Barry today because that's what everyone's talking about this week. So we might as well just uh ride that wave. I'm Zach Rapport, dialing it in from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and um Follow the show uh, at the Unpack Pod on X and Instagram. Follow me on those same platforms. We got Nick. We got Alex. We got a Christmas tree in the background. We got a lot of sad on the air. <laughs> it seems like right now. How you doing, guys?
2: Yeah, <laughs> fine. What the, whatever. <laughs> back in, the,
1: back in the hunt.
2: It's been a while.
1: Two yeah. weeks out
2: of the hunt.
3: We're back Feels in it. It's Good
1: to be back in the hunt, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Being being in the hunt is a little more scrappy than being in the graphics, so Yeah. Maybe maybe that's what we're we of the belong. hunt now. Yeah. Wow, nearly. Almost yeah. mathematically eliminated. Not quite.
1: Yeah. In the okay, hunt or the a... back of the hunt. Yeah. I don't know if that's the best place to be. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, you can't it... shoot your fellow hunters unless you're behind them, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't it's think the Packers I mean, Packers
2: can't shoot anybody
1: right now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they can't fire anybody either, apparently. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Yeah, I don't know, guys. Uh, Packers lose to Baker, Reagan, Mayfield, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, thirty-four to twenty at home. The I, is it the first visiting quarterback in Lambo to have a perfect passer rating? Yeah. Cool. Right
2: not like lambo's a, 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 a storied arena or anything it's not like there've been a lot of opportunities for that to happen how does it how does it have to be baker mayfield of all quarterbacks of everyone who's come through there god what hey, a
1: you just woke up feeling dangerous on sunday so
2: yeah very cool <laughs> baker
0: <laughs>
1: oh man yeah i don't know we've uh, thrown around some different ideas about how to approach this show kind of feels like the usual format is i don't know out the window we got some poems but notable nuggets i mean anything anybody tweeted at us is anything that we already want to talk about which is just joe barry and this defense and and where do we go from here i mean we had a a presser uh from matt lafleur that uh, Probably one of the most eagerly awaited press conferences in the last couple of years here in uh in Green Bay. Um fans waiting with bated breath to see the the manner in which Joe Barry would be brought out in front of the cameras and tarred and feathers. And it, it didn't happen. Um Joe Barry was not fired. Um I don't know, guys. I guess we'll just I'll just we'll just tee it up generally this way, um, to start with. What do you what is what do we think the way that Lafleur has handled this? What does that say about him as a coach, about the Packers as an organization, and what does it say to the players? Because to me, it's all bad. The, I, it's it, it doesn't it doesn't say
2: much other than Lafleur is sort of deer in headlights right now. Um, if he I, he's he's not fighting for his job, necessarily, because there's been enough good flashes out of the, out of the offense, which he is tasked with, uh, you know, scheming for. And Love has buoyed him enough this year, but it just seems like he just keeps pushing off what everybody knows is inevitable. Um, so, you know, call his leadership, call his, like, strike force into question but it doesn't give you a lot of confidence in him just like we've talked about over the last couple of weeks just as a, a a general leader. I don't know, what do you think Alex?
3: Yeah, I mean I I agree. I think it I think he's having a hard time not like making the deci- I I think he's having a hard time acting on the decision that's probably already been made and I think it's like part of it is that he's like a really nice guy, he probably didn't want to have to do this and it's probably also takes a little uh, you know, for you to for one to come to the realization that it probably wasn't a good hire to begin i mean questionable hire to start right you know questionable hire to start uh skepticism surrounding it from the get-go yeah. and it turned out being um a bad move so i guess it i could say it's that maybe he's at best a really loyal person to the guy that he hired but also you know, from a professional standpoint, probably a little overwhelmed with having to be in charge of all of this. Yeah. Um,
1: that's my impression.
3: I just feel like he's like, I would rather not have to talk about this, you know, yeah. like obviously that's really
2: the way it seems. It's, it's just like, it's yeah. I, I, <laughs> I made PP pee in the bed upstairs <laughs> and I ran downstairs and I, I know what happened. My parents know what happened. Can we just move past it?
3: Can we stop asking? Can we stop it? asking about it? Um, and look, I, yes, I mean, those I get are what my he's,
1: sheets in the laundry machine. <laughs>
3: I, I get what he's like. I do. I don't know. I, I kind of agree with the standpoint that like, what is a in season firing do right now with three games left to play? Kind of. But I, I think it's, in an ideal scenario, there would be some type of relatively decent succession plan in the event that something like this would happen. Like, it's not like he went into this season with a ton of job security. You know, this, the whole like fire Joe Barry narrative has been around a very long time. So to like, I think they're just in a crap scenario where they have no other option, but to keep him, but to not have that option is the statement, you know, that I think you were asking about, about the organization and about LaFleur and like the way he's kind of positioned this staff. Like, look, man, it's a hard job. Like I get it, you know, but, yeah. um, when Mike McCarthy wanted to call plays and just kind of like run the offense and also just be like the guy at the mic acting tough. Uh, he hired dumb capers who was like one of the most esteemed defensive coaches, around you know like for a while with tons of experience like joe barry's not that and i'm not saying that those guys grow on trees but like at the time you were the packers with aaron Rodgers, perennial super bowl contender like you probably could have made a better play yeah you know yeah. Uh, like now you're not now that that's not there it's not that kind of job anymore and i listened to justice and Text talk about that on the repack like where are you going to go? Some college guy? Like you're not going to poach that guy right now? It's not going to be installed until the off season. So maybe not firing him makes some degree of sense. But yeah. that, that uh, what was an attractive job back then is 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 no longer. And Joe Barry played a big part in making it unattractive, which yeah. sucks.
1: Well, I don't know if I totally agree with that. I think it's still like I think to me, love and the offense have shown enough. That I think it it, it still could be um, an attractive job, and there's a lot of capital invested in the defense, so I still think it could be a, a um, an attractive job. But to back up a little bit, you know, we heard from guys like Silverstein and um, and a few others, like the theory basically that one of the reasons why Matt Lafleur may not be firing Joe Barry right now. Is that there isn't really anyone else on the staff who has a, a lick of play-calling experience, um, and the way that they would have to reshuffle, like it just didn't make sense. They didn't have, um, they didn't have that backup plan in house. But to go back, you know, echoing your point from earlier, Alex, like that is also on the coach. That is like, it's it's just basic contingency plan stuff that you need you need to do. You probably should have had a guy like that in-house i mean that's that's what the nfl is at least one thing a year for every team is going to go sideways and you need to have a backup plan for it
2: yeah well what do we think (laughs) i don't think i i i do not think he's well we obviously know at this point it wasn't going to happen this week. I don't think it's going to happen next week or the week after.
1: So No, it'll happen when the season's over. He's definitely done. I think this is where, Alex, you, you, you talked about um, treating our episode today as the Joe Barry retirement party. and um, Yeah. I so feel, what do we say? Yeah, yeah. Throw
2: it. What? Throw the old retirement party a little early? Maybe.
1: Da, 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 da. <laughs> Many happy just... returns, sir.
3: I mean, I, I, just feel like it, it, yeah, the tone seems like it's just a matter of time. Like yeah. you're just like, you know, ticking out the final few. Well,
1: and that's why at the top I said, part. what does it say to the players that you're keeping him? Because like at this point and, and, and Barry has apparently addressed the players and, and we're never, we're not going to know what was said, but they know he's a lame duck coordinator and they're frustrated. And we're hearing, you know, Campbell and other guys, like they are frustrated. And it sounds like they're frustrated with the with coaching, with the coordination, with the communication, with what they're being asked to do or what they're not being asked to do. It's just it it couldn't be more of a mess, really, on defense. It sounds like.
3: Yeah. Well, I I think it would be important to kind of look back and reflect on some of the accomplishments um, that that Joe uh, was able to uh, to. You know, oh. attained when he was uh, in Green Bay, um, you know, I was like giving about up the a perfect teams. passer
1: rating to Baker Mayfield. <laughs> exactly. Very impressive. So in,
3: in the spirit of doing things that no one's ever done before, uh, Joe was able to somehow uh, manufacture a essentially perfect game for a subpar quarterback <laughs> on his
1: home turf. Yes, yeah, truly a visionary, um, a pioneer of
3: our time. In December, to a team from Florida. Not that that has to matter, but, like, come on. A, a
2: team, a quarterback who's been with his third team in as many years. Third, yeah,
3: exactly. Uh, that's It's nothing short of impressive. So, um, I I wanted to just, you know, kind of, like, open it up and see what you guys, like, some of your favorite memories. Because this is, uh, you know, it's just going to be an era to be remembered uh, for, for many reasons. Like, one being, and I'll start, um, and this was a harbinger of things to come, his very first game as defensive coordinator. Don't forget. We talk about Baker Mayfield. Joe was also able to somehow call a game in which Jameis Winston threw five touchdowns and no interceptions in his very first game as Packers defensive coordinator. That is incredible. Congratulations, Joe. That is getting off to a fast start and setting the tone. Wow.
1: That's like you start your job day one, and you just walk into the break room and just, like, take a crap on the table. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. letting them know right away.
3: Immediately.
1: I'm here, I'm the new guy, and I am shitting in the break room. <laughs> now There were a
3: lot of things wrong in that game, but 38-3 first game, not a great look. Um, fast forward to uh, the fall of 2022, last season. Um, and who could forget Joe's impressive run? of nearly, nearly losing to Bailey Zappi, needing overtime to uh, to beat Bailey Zappi, who came in for the injured Brian Hoyer for a lowly Patriots team. But following that up with back-to-back losses <laughs> to, to Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson, the New York double, um, New York, New York, losses to the Giants and Jets, that was the beginning of a five-game losing streak. The Commanders beat them the week after that. Again, not all of these issues were Joe's. But do you guys remember that stretch? Come on.
0: an the accomplishment zappy, nonetheless.
3: Yeah. Zappy Jones Wilson stretch. That is an epic one. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Does anyone have uh, anything else? Any, anything? Come on. Let's share. Let's share some of these wonderful accomplishments that Joe has. I know there's plenty more to go around. What do you got, Nick? What's um, your favorite Joe memory? Yeah. in style.
2: Yeah. There's there's one that comes to mind. Um, and we we talk a lot about the the rushing defense. Um, Joe helped to give up more rushing yards by, uh, you know, surrendered by a defense than have happened in the last three seasons when he allowed, I believe it was 363 rushing yards to the Philadelphia Eagles last season. Um, let's see here. 157 rushing <laughs> 157 rushing yards to Jalen Hurts. Um Miles Sanders, who uh I mean, it was he 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 fell short of Jalen Hurts total. He only got to 143. And uh Gainwell also got into the end zone. So that was pretty good. Yeah. Um to be able to give up more rushing yards than any team has given up since uh twenty twenty one. Congratulations, all, all Joe. Ball,
3: all <laughs> ball carriers averaging over five yards per carry. Yeah. That's that's pretty impressive. That was definitely a good one,
2: and that was the uh, the Jordan Love quote unquote coming out party that could, had to be spoiled. Yeah, um, by by nearly four hundred GD yards on the ground. So, congratulations, Zach. You, do know, you have any nominations?
1: You know, this this might, maybe this is a, a cop out, but it's. Every I don't know every every new fresh wound is a is a pleasure from uh, <laughs> from Joe Barry, and I just like there's a reason why this game against the Buccaneers just feels like the culmination of of years of poor coordinating and miscommunications on the field um, and winnable games down the drain. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of the examples that you guys are giving are the Packers give up 200 rushing yards to somebody, to to the obvious guy. Um, but in this game against the Buccaneers, I mean, nobody averaged more than 4.3 yards per carry. Uh, Rashad White had 89 yards on 21 carries. And really, it was Baker Mayfield. that The Joe Barry defense, the Fangio, whatever you want to call it, is designed to bend but don't break allow some runs but just don't allow big pass plays keep keep everything in front of you and baker mayfield comes to town and throws four touchdowns zero interceptions and throws for almost 400 yards it is unbelievable to me and i didn't get to watch it um live so you guys were very respectful in our uh in our text thread and and left me alone for a few hours and then I was out with family and came home and silently on the couch while we were all together watching other stuff I had it on my phone and I was just kind of breezing through the the rebroadcast and um <laughs> at the end of it I was like wait I guess I think my only takeaway is fire Joe Barry but I wonder what everyone else is saying because I was sort of like half paying attention to it on my phone and um yeah and then to to go back and and chat with you guys about my observations and go back to twitter and kind of like reread th- the thread is just like wow this really is the culmination of it's it's just like a like a slow motion hot lava <laughs> like meltdown um just bubbling over i don't know i feel like i'm rambling but i really do feel like there've been a lot of absurdities um, over, the, over his tenure in Green Bay. Um, but this might be chief among them for me. I don't know. It just feels like to the way that it slipped away in the fourth quarter, just I'm running out of yeah. steam with my point. It's, just, <laughs> it's yeah,
3: a, it's important to recognize that this was also qu- kind of a playoff game, you know, yeah. at home. They needed and it. It was, made more important because they screwed up on the road last week, uh, the week prior. And that wasn't all the defense's fault. Jordan Love didn't play a great game. Matt Lafour might've called a bad game. We talked about it, but like Tommy DeVito will also be remembered for his Monday night football performance against Joe Barry's defense. Like, you know, it's not like this guy, like he's coming in. He's a sensation. Like he came in and sucked against the saints and they got their butts kicked. Like, yeah. because that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. And I know the saints are in uh, contention.
1: Uh, pretty aggressive like well-respected defense but to have yeah tommy devito kind of show you up and then have him go out and what they they scored six points <laughs> against the saints yeah. the giants yeah i mean yeah it's insane on.
3: like he it, this he'll be remembered as you know a guy who coordinated a defense that many people could have like their stat game on. Like yeah. I, I, I don't have this, yeah. but I would love to know how many guys had their career highs or just like highlight of their, just career like the eye moments. test
2: thing. Yeah. Like, like it remind like you, Zach, you talk about like, or Alex, maybe it was you that, that quasi playoff game Um last year, week 18 was essentially that playoff game. Yeah. I was going to say and, that. Yeah. And Joe Barry, His defense did hold the Lions to 20 points, but when it mattered the most on that fourth and one where the Lions had the balls to go for it, Joe Barry's defense is yards and yards and yards off of the, of the wide receivers. And I I don't know. Well, Joe Barry will tell you
1: all that matters is the score on the scoreboard at the end of the game, but he's wrong. You know what else matters? Situational football. And he is without a doubt. One of the worst coordinators I have ever seen at situational football at the NFL level. It is absurd.
2: The reason he's unfazed by the situation is because it doesn't register to him. Right. He doesn't know what the situation is. Because he has no idea what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. He's unfazed by the moment because he's looking somewhere else, sticking to what he went into the game with. It's
1: Hey, ignorance is one way to keep your calm. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Just have no idea what you're doing and breeze right through.
2: People who don't watch the news are uh, are less sad in the world. Yeah, I mean,
1: There's something to that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the part where we would ask
3: Joe to come up to, to the stage and kind of like put our arm around him and be like, Joe, we're going to miss Preston Smith covering some of the best slot receivers in football. <laughs> we're going to miss seeing Jair Alexander, one of the best press corners, line up 12 yards off of the opponent play a soft. I'm sorry to medium. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to miss. <laughs> the head coach having to parse words between down linemen and players just
2: oh like God. lined up in the box. <laughs> mm. Um yeah, I don't know what else. We're going to we're going to miss the base nickel defense uh, that you refuse to uh, move out of at any point in time throughout the game no matter you know what the situation looks like we're going to
3: miss um how easy it is to you know bet on players overs against you yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> which i there is a sports like, gambling aspect to this it's true
3: i kind of feel like i didn't take advantage of that enough in my 3 years uh with hey, you got with 3 Joe. games left uh, i do uh have 3 games left now these opponents are not ones i would I could even convince myself of
1: will Bryce um, young have a career game. <laughs> I mean,
3: like why did we not take any, every Saquon Barkley prop when we were going to the giants game last week? Cause of course he wouldn't stop the best player on the opponent's offense. Ugh, and, and, and stack the box and make DeVito beat you like, oh,
2: God, <laughs> uh, to the obvious guy, Joe, finally, you are the obvious guy
1: to hit the bricks. Yep. Salut. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. As we all take all right. a swig.
2: Well, we don't have to do that anymore.
1: Yeah. Now we can let's, move on.
2: Uh, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's try to make a pact. It's going to be difficult, but among the three of us, we, we said our goodbye to Joe Barry. Hopefully we can just focus on the positives for the rest of the season.
3: Yeah. I like that.
2: I like it too. So, says you who yeah, oh, yeah always... I, after after the after the remainder of this episode okay. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got too much negative in the, <laughs> the can we've
3: been good at policing ourselves i haven't said that you know who in a while but that I, i've got ah oh, man i just every time i look at my phone this week, <laughs> the new president and ceo
2: of the jets yeah
3: yeah <laughs> exactly it seems was he who, medically uh, cleared He's, he's here to way. help the front office with personnel decisions, if they <laughs> want him to, because he's proven he's a good recruiter. Mm-hmm. Christ. <laughs> all Let's right. Get we're all gonna... your old
2: washed up friends.
1: On that note, we're going to throw it to break and uh, we're going to put Joe Barry behind us, I guess, yeah. I think. And then we'll come back and we'll, we'll read some poetry and we'll move on to greener pastures and fresher perspectives. <laughs> we'll be right
0: back.
1: All right, we are back, and I'm um, going to usher us behind the uh, beady curtain here. Nick, you want to take us away into poetry land? I'd love to.
2: Prison of false hope. Maximum security. No chance for parole. <laughs> wow uh <laughs>
1: elaborate it just, it, please
2: yeah it just really does feel like and we were talking about it earlier in uh in our chat it just feels like that is the burden you take on as a sports fan you have this circular motion of especially as as a packers fan over the past you know decade and a half you have an opportunity to you know, see the growth, see the change, get very, very close. And I, and this was kind of born out of me asking the two of you, because I've been, you know, I'm into my second year joining you two on the unpack. I asked what it was like to talk about a good team, you know, <laughs> because it's been it's been nothing but mediocrity, and you get that slight tinge of like, you know, that false hope toward the end of the season, or you know, toward the end of the season, like, you know part of the way toward the end of the season like this year and then it all to be ripped away from you and it was basically the same thing you just had a little more you know a little more hope potentially but it all came crashing down so my my ask of the two of you um as we're in this prison of false of false hope if you agree that you know that's sort of where we stand and if you and if you think that
1: you know the cycle of pain yes i agree yeah i know yeah. it well Um,
2: I'd, I'd like to enlist the two of you, um, to organize sort of an Alcatraz style prison break and yep. And what, what I'm, what I'm going to ask is, you know, maybe we get caught in our attempt. Maybe we make it outside. Of the grounds and you know we're already serving a life sentence so whatever it wasn't you tack a couple hundred years on <laughs> why does it matter or maybe we, or we maybe we make it to you know central america or wherever those um the alcatraz escapees were rumored to make it to you know that would be best best case scenario um
1: or maybe we I, die on the rocks <laughs> waves crashing over our dead body yeah
2: <laughs> we're all gonna die anyway so um i would like the two of you to nominate you know, a, a tool that it could be as fantastical as you think, or as practical as you think that so Barry, might,
1: that's my tool. Yep. <laughs> <I'm kidding.
2: laughs> or the <laughs> lack thereof, you know, that, and it, you know, it could be an adjustment of expectations. It could be therapy, um, whatever it is that is going to help remove you from this prison. Um, and you know, I've learned how my fandom works. It's been cataloged here on the podcast. Episode in and episode out. So I'm going to think in terms of what will help this team in the most outlandish way possible and subsequently help me uh, break free of the shackles of inevitable pain. And where I've landed on that is if we could just take a gigantic cement truck and back them back it up through the prison walls and (laughs) pour concrete into the spine of this defense so that these 200-yard rushing games don't happen over and over again. Like, the Packers, for as long as I can remember, always rank in the bottom of rushing defense. Yeah. And I'm just so tired of it. I don't know what else to do. And, like, I think it is a scheme thing. I really, really do. Because the talent, like, we yes, we don't have, you know, exemplary talent defensively, comparatively speaking. But if you look at, like, pressure rate, like, Gary's getting there. Kenny Clark's getting there like there are there are supremely talented guys on this defense and um, but it's it's not commensurate with like the blitz rates not commensurate with the amount of pressures like some of the good teams that you see have Um, like the the 49ers for example they blitz like 20% of the time and they're pressuring like 30% of the time like that equation is the other way with the Packers and if there could just be in a position where they got pressure with four consistently maybe that frees everything up but it's got to start with that interior defense and that would be the the biggest tool that I would try to implement if that were you know if it were up to me
1: yeah and it's interesting you know to hear you talk about how it feels like the defense has always been that way because it really you know I was thinking about this as we were talking about uh Joe Barry, the new he who shall not be named, uh, at the top of the show, but you know, we have also endured Mike Patton and Dom Mm -hmm. Capers and like this laundry list of just people who surrendered career best days to the obvious guy. It's like a thing about being just like how a thing about rooting for like a team like the 49ers or the Ravens or the Steelers is that you're generally going to get a pedigree of good defense over the course of like watching them for 20 years. I don't know how that become, I don't know how that is a, an emphasis and a point of pride that spans um, like multiple coaching staffs and iterations of the, of the team, but it does. And with the Packers, it's the opposite. The thing that spans multiple iterations of, of our team and our coaching staff is these very inconsistent defenses that give up <laughs> career best days to the obvious guy. It's just, it's, it, it is maddening. Um, but to your, uh, to your question, mm-hmm. um, if I think about my favorite, uh, everyone, every, every white guy in America's favorite prison movie, the Shawshank redemption. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I think about, and it, Andy Dufresne and his little, um, his little like stone cutting uh, like little tiny axe that he was using um to like uh, make his little chess pieces out of uh, out of found stones, but also to secretly dig his way out of the prison very slowly, over the course of like <laughs> what I think is <laughs> supposed to be like ten years, very slowly chipping away until one day it happens, and it works. And like that's how I feel. About uh, like emotionally, like my approach to the team is like it's thinking about yeah, just sort of like watching the team over the years is is these these little incremental steps um, that you see as a fan watching over the course of a number of seasons, and then like just it feels slow and plotting and slight progress, and then suddenly it's 2010 and you win the Super Bowl, and then it's back to the little tiny pickaxe again. For, you know, going on 15 years now. (laughs) And that's what it was like before 2010 as well. So that's my vote. The little pickaxe. We just got to be, we got to be patient. But, you know, if, 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 if we're truly talking about cycles, these prolific cycles of, of certain teams, then we maybe we're in a cycle again where we're about to break the dam and have a new quarterback who's going to be able to win us a Super Bowl. And then we'll have 10 years of pain after that. So. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it takes it takes a lot happening behind the scenes with that little pickaxe chipping away for all that to happen. But man, I would love for that to be the case.
3: Yeah. Well, the, I mean, it's not for a lack of trying. Uh, there's been totally, yeah, you know, to the cement truck point. it's like uh yeah
1: we've taken opposite approaches here i just yeah
3: i'm trying to to, uh brick to the head
2: yeah zach to call back slowly chip away it's like fix it i'm like no if i want to fix now that i mean whatever
3: investment level i mean but they have invested that's what i mean so like it it's it's just it is what it is like i i don't know how else to say it like it's just this part of being a Packers fan. We've always talked about inside linebackers and how badly we wanted them. And then we thought that we got them and then we paid one and he overachieved and we re-signed him. And now he's like enemy number one. Like they're like, oh, this guy's got to be playing through injury. He can't possibly be that bad. Yeah. And he's yeah, denying it's kind that. Of both. He's, it's like,
2: um, he was bad. He was sp- even of bad. Last Campbell, year. That yeah. Is. He, yeah.
3: It's like, he, you know, I, I, it's a vicious cycle and it always has been the case. And then, We snuck a Super Bowl in there. And, um, you know, maybe that's our M.O. And that's what people think of us as. And like our, you know, little circularity thing really is focused on that. But it's also like the other thing that our culture breeds is good quarterbacks, which always puts us in this conundrum to have that hope. You know, that's the difficult part is that we'll always have that hope to be good enough
1: to have that hope
3: because we deserve the hope because this sport is supposed (laughs) to be. One in which only one guy matters more than everybody else, and we always have that guy. Um, so I don't. My tool. Look, I I don't have a physical tool like a cement truck or a pickaxe, but um, I there's an analogy I really liked uh, on a podcast that I really like, and it's a cross. It's a completely different sport. Um, oh, can I take a guess what sport that is? Well, it's about soccer, but they were likening it to Formula One, which <laughs> oh, I'm not I thought it was
1: into. curling. So <laughs> um,
3: not that into, but it's, to you know, it's, it's just an exercise in expectation management. Right. And that um, we get caught up in the week to week stuff. Uh, but we went into this year, I think, you know, with certain expectations, the way like Formula One teams go into a season, like nobody's like the season is over before it begins you know red bull is racing for the title maybe there's like one team competing with them but like we can be a team who's satisfied just to not be the worst right like we can go in with wanting little wins like a podium finish at at one race or whatever it might be and like we kind of had our moment i think jordan love had some of his moments um and we're not racing the chiefs and eagles and um, you know, that's just not who you're racing against. You know, it's like to know who you're racing against. And it was, it was about soccer because it was like the this curse there is that there's so many teams playing for nothing. Cause there is no playoff, but um, you know, coming into this season, I think seven, eight wins would have been perfect. And like, if, if this were a, a European sport where there's a table, it'd be what they call just a mid table finish. And that's exactly where they're going to land. Yeah. So uh, it's to just take the long. My tool is to take the long view, expectation management. Try to remove yourself. Let go, like let go of the of the hope.
0: <laughs> I say that as someone, I would
3: say that as someone who's like you know, a week ago was like, ah, oh, I can't believe I can't make plans in January now because I got to watch the playoffs. Like
2: that was far too measured. For I don't my practice liking.
3: what I preach, but um. Let the it's hopelessness
1: important. flow through you, is what you're saying. It,
3: that's exactly what I'm trying to say. There's <laughs> many teams in many sports that go into a year hopeless, but for some reason in the NFL, because of the randomness and the parity every year and the fact that 14 teams get to play and if they could string a couple of good weeks together, they could call themselves champions. Like It's one of the only sports where that you know that many teams go into it with some degree of hope. Many of them, the majority don't. So, um, just, just think about that. Like we, we could just be a hopeless team who entertained their fans for, you know, the shittiest part of the year to do stuff
1: (laughs) Well,
2: because it's cold and
3: dreary and everything. I guess
2: in a way that you are aiding our prison break because it's no longer a prison of false hope. It's a, it's sort of like an open field of hopelessness that we bask in
3: <laughs> yeah. and,
2: and maybe that's okay. Um, I don't believe you and <laughs> I'm trying Yeah, I'm trying I, I, to let go. I believe that it's something that you want to believe in. Well, it takes practice. And that's yeah. Okay. That's yeah. We haven't reached self actualization. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I think I, to, Alex to echo what you're saying about just kind of let just let go and experience and enjoy um, I think that pivots nicely into into my haiku so we're gonna we're gonna put the we're gonna put Alcatraz behind us What the hopelessness <laughs> that's not quite what I'm doing without promise now hands grasping at the future we want to see what so my haiku is also posing uh, a question to you guys which is you know we've got a lame duck defensive coordinator they they've got i don't know what the percentage is chance of of making the playoffs if you want to play that game but you know, assuming that the season just is what it is and we just want to sort of experience it and, and it's not going to be any kind of magical postseason run and and all that stuff. What are we hoping to see out of, um, out of these last handful of games? I think there's three games left. What do we want to see?
2: I, I think mine's pretty easy and we're probably all on the same page here, but it's just that incremental Jordan love growth. Like that's the thing that I'm most excited about. And It wasn't uh, the last two weeks have not been perfect by any measurement, but that throw. Oh, man, like that throw to Jaden Reed was so cool. And he had a running lane (laughs) and just he's like, no, no, no. That was like very you can you can ding me here. I'll put a quarter in the jar. That was very Rogers esque to be able to be like now I can see one option in front of me but I know I have the talent to pull off this throw that's going to yield a better result so yeah
1: really threw it on a rope uh what a throw man um I yeah similarly I I more specifically said uh more love wow throws because I want to be completely confident that he has that in him every week He hasn't had it every single week in this game as the season has gone on, every single week in the season. I mean, as the season has gone on, um, you've seen more and more flashes of that. But I would love to end the season being completely confident that every week he's got that in him. And that's not to say my standards are not, you know, this person needs to be Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre. They need to be a Hall of Famer. But we've seen the wow throws. And I just want to be more confident that that is, that that's there.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, along similar lines. I'm, I guess the first thing that came to mind for me was a little less Jordan love specific, but he plays arguably the second biggest role in this happening. And that is to come away from the final three games. Absolutely convinced that the Packers are a good defensive coordinator higher away from being a contender again. Yeah. And, and more specifically being convinced that Matt LaFleur is still a great offensive coach. Uh, I want to see some blowouts. Like you have this opportunity, even if they don't end up mattering, cause you're not going to make the postseason, of playing some crappy teams um, who it will feel good for you to hang 35 to 40 points on. Like freak. Yeah. For- I know this is weird. Forget the defense. Like, <laughs> okay. You know, just like go out and rack up your stats yeah, And convince me because there has been so many ups and downs this year and there have been flashes of brilliance from love, but there will also been flashes of brilliance from the floor and then some really like questionable stuff. Yeah. Like why didn't Aaron Jones continue to touch the ball after having a very, very effective opening yeah. drive against the Buccaneers? You're at home. You know what I mean? Like him, yeah. him finishing that game. I know he, you know, he came into it. He's been hurt for a while. Him finishing with 13 touches after his volume and the first drive and effectiveness on the first drive is inexplicable. So yeah. I want to come away from it feeling less like next year is a year where Matt LaFleur can get fired and more like a year um, that, you know, we might actually find ourselves in a really good playoff scenario if we hire the right guy in January or whenever they make that hire, of yeah. January, February. Yeah. Um. Because look, he's he's not on the hot seat. He's a good coach. He's a good offensive coach, I think. But like, there's always kind of reason to question that recently. Um, or I guess question him as a head coach. So I don't want I don't want to be thinking those thoughts. You know? Like yeah. I, I don't. I don't. Don't don't make me think I, this, man. I've
2: got I've got one more nomination, and it's and it's in line with what you guys are kind of talking about. Packers have the propensity to play down to their opponents, like we've talked about. Just kick the shit out of these that's final three mean, opponents. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Just like drive it home and take some of the stuff out of the questioning sphere. Yeah. Just drive it home. Be like, yeah, the Panthers are a historically bad team. Let's treat them as such and right. not like make it closer than it has to be or, God forbid, lose. And, you
3: know? and it feels good beating division opponents too. Like, that's what I was trying to get to with my whole. You know, analogy of F1, like know who you're racing against, like the Packers went into this year, maybe hopeful that they can race against the Lions, but they were really racing the Vikings and Bears. You know, that's where we were. So win that battle, you know, Um, which they have the opportunity to do, which is a a good thing, you know, and I wouldn't mind if they do it in convincing fashion because like mediocre teams are kicking the crap out of bad teams. Like it happens, you know, like we don't need to consider ourselves lucky if it happens.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, if, and it would, you, it would just be nice to end the season ahead of the Vikings, who are a team who down the stretch have relied on Josh Dobbs and Nick Mullins. Like they're out there with a backup quarterback, and it just, yeah, but that scares <laughs> just,
3: me. How to, <laughs> I mean,
1: so, I don't mean yeah. in, a, in a head-to-head. I just mean in general. Like you, you'd like to think that you could place better than that team.
3: Their their seasons fell apart like like they they just did and that's yeah it would be i would be a little embarrassed honestly if they if they didn't (laughs) um because we do have the best quarterback in the division most like well second best maybe but depends on where you place golf yeah theoretically like his ceiling is probably higher so
2: jordan Love's ceiling is higher yes
3: um anyway that's what i'm looking for which is a fun thing to look for you know? Yeah. I
1: guess I'm looking also for, uh, more wicks and Reed development. I think that has been, you know, among all of the pain points that we have talked about at length this season. I feel like that has really, it's, it's been nice to seem like Goody nailed those two picks and, you know, for all the hand wringing we had about, uh, Watson and Dobbs earlier in the season, like, I think those, you know, those are NFL players, how good Mm -hmm. they are. Remains to be seen, but they're NFL players. So the four of them, I feel good about that room and I want to see them continue to um, evolve, improve and gel. And, um, you know, speaking of young players on the defensive side, I am interested to see more of Carrington Valentine. I'd like to see him continue to uh, get reps and, and be aggressive. I mean, that's just that's just a real again, talking about Goody, a a real steal if that guy turns into a player um, as I believe a seventh round pick. And then Lucas Van Ness. I'd like to see him continue to come on. I feel like these last couple games, he has like one play where you're like, Oh yeah, they drafted that guy and he's kind of a freak. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If maybe the, maybe the snap count goes up a little bit as the season drags on. I'd like to, I'd like to ramp him up into next year and see what, you know, that full potential looks like.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that they were they were hoping to put him on the Gary track, which is to like mm-hmm. have him play in limited situations where they knew that he could succeed and kind of learn a little bit in his rookie year, and and that appears to be happening. And then mm-hmm. hopefully we'll see that the uh, second year leap.
0: Yeah, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
2: maybe before we hit the corner, uh, over seven and a half season total wouldn't be bad either for the Packers. Uh Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. still there's, there's still some interest. Yeah, it's still some intrigue there.
1: <laughs> All right, well, with that, we're going to step out onto the corner because uh, the defensive coordinator may be a lame duck and we may just be watching some meaningless football here, but we can always make it interesting by uh, <laughs> during a little money. And, Nick, of course, you are referencing our, our season over under win total seven point five. That's um, right.
2: It went. Oh man, it went. I did from take looking, the under
1: on that. Wow. Did you? Yeah, it looks like it. Oh it, wow.
2: It nice. went from looking good to bad to good to questioning at this point in time. Next yeah. week will be very indicative of that. Um. What did? Uh, can I take the over? Eternal yes. optimists that yes. we are. Yes optimist until we're not and then i want to break into prison with a cement truck
1: yeah i'm pretty you know uh, not to toot my own horn i'm pretty proud of myself for taking the under on that and staying staying true to myself all season long that like six wins is like what i'm hoping for and like yeah. i feel crappy about joe barry obviously but um i don't know things to be excited about i feel like i'm gonna give myself a pat on the back because i think i've done a pretty good job of Letting the hopelessness flow through (laughs) me. At (laughs) a boy. All right. Um, I know it's it's Tuesday as we record this, recording early again this week. So I don't know if we actually have player props yet. What do we got?
3: uh, I only nominated one that I saw on DraftKings, which um, not great odds at this point. I'm just we're just trying to buy a win here, guys. Like last week, uh, we had Packers team total. 22 and a half. I took the over, didn't hit. They scored 20 points. Uh, I think Nick nominated Packers first half minus 1.5. Did not hit either. Packers did not go into halftime with a lead.
2: uh, And yeah so they also did they also deferred which i was not expecting uh, wasn't
3: that weird i i i immediately was like why you've started games so fast but (laughs) anyway that wouldn't have changed anything anyway they they were were like oh nick took the uh packers (laughs) first half minus 1.5 so we got (laughs) to defer it's like come on like why we've been on the team receive like finally um i feel like it's been over a decade since i've been on team receive anyway uh what was I saying? Oh yeah, uh, I will nominate um, on DraftKings uh, and many of the apps. They normally have a thing that's called the race to ten.
2: Ah, I uh, looked at
3: that too. Packers race to ten points. i I mean, <laughs> as we said, I don't know if the Panthers are going to score ten points because it's just when Joe Barry is down and out, he like somehow like climbs up on the ropes and hangs in there for another round.
1: So that means um, you you take the Packers to be the first team to reach at least ten points
3: yeah and it, which means,
2: yeah, and if if nobody ever reaches ten points, you lose it. you could um, also <laughs> you could also do plus twenty eight hundred for neither team reaching ten points. The Packers will get there. I'm yeah, sure of it, but so, that would, mean,
3: yeah <laughs> that'd be wild but you
2: could do that for race to twenty points plus two twenty for neither. That's mm. kind of tasty.
3: <laughs> I don't know though. I don't know. No, Do you know, I
2: could be due. I looked at. I looked at that as well. You have to pay the juice. It's minus one seventy. But yeah, I like. I like that. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to, you know, make a ton off
3: it. You're, but I, I'm. Uh, I'm here for that. So that yeah. that's that's all I that's all I had to nominate for uh, this one. Without the player props, it's difficult. I don't trust Matt Lafleur to take any Aaron Jones props uh and then they're on to the wix stuff guys like it's that that number has been climbing and climbing i think it was in
2: the 40s last week
1: yep um so on to us the phones are tapped you're listening to the pod
2: (laughs) but what did wix finish with i think it hit anyway didn't it
3: yeah i'm i'm not saying that it's uh that it might not hit what did he finish with actually but i'm just saying it's not at like the automatic right point 90. anymore because also uh, like you had never
1: know. six receptions for 97 yards <laughs> hit by <laughs> so a yeah,
3: landslide yeah he definitely
1: hit um yeah, he had and, a great uh, game. yeah for, we it, didn't even talk about tucker craft four receptions for 57 yards in a team Man, uh, that is a proper man out there on the field
2: ladies and gentlemen it, the, the one text that i slipped up and sent during the game to zach <laughs> was just tucker craft is a star yeah <laughs> Which um
3: i
1: appreciate it
3: if we were nominating one person on the Packers to break us out of prison, I would go with him. He like an absolute <laughs> lunatic. God.
1: Just, he is a cement truck. I mean, yep. we talked uh, last week about him and, and Yak and how glorious it is to have a guy who can like take a hit and keep going. He took a helmet to the balls <laughs> and tried to oh keep going. God. Are you yeah. kidding me? Love it. I love it. Um...
2: I don't have a good nomination other than I 36 and a half is the over under and I would probably lean under on the game. I think Um, yeah. I just don't,
1: I don't know. You just, think this I, has uh, like 24 to six written all over it?
2: <laughs> I mean, maybe that would be lovely if it was in the Packers favor. I don't, I, I the <laughs> Joe Barry is Joe Barry. And he's going to make terrible decisions, but sometimes an offense is so inept that it doesn't matter. And this Carolina offense is pretty damn bad. So
1: I agree, though, Alex, uh, in passing just now, you said maybe Jordan Love is due. I mean, last week, 29 of 39, 284, two touchdowns, and defense let him down. I just, yeah, I, I agree that I, we could see a little point explosion
2: yep
3: yeah stack game work your way as into the uh pro bowl
2: alternates or whatever it is (laughs) is if mac jones can make it it one year jordan love can eke his way in i think so
1: i love that for him because i assume there's probably some kind of little contract incentive for him yeah and he already is playing on a bargain
3: how cool would it be to say he made the pro bowl in his first year as a starter like that's a feel-good thing to take away from it also like his to say your numbers are better than Patrick Mahomes, that's also a cool thing to have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of things going for us in that realm. All right, so you're taking the under 36 and a half total. Uh, yeah, I think I would probably do that too. Um, even if the Packers are high scoring, it's like I don't know. Yeah, Panthers.
2: Yeah, I don't think the pa- This is more the Panthers being bad than the Packers defense putting up this yeah. week
3: yeah so all right hopefully we get back on a winning track it's been kind of rough because we went in thinking against these crap opponents in a playoff seat that we could maintain
2: yeah silly look at us silly
1: faker mayfield fools the lot of us i think um with that i'm gonna hit the polka i think it's about that time and alex you said it man let's uh no expectations. And we're taking it back to the beginning of the season here. Just yeah. shake it off. Let's enjoy some football. Let's hope for some good stuff. Let's hope for see some development. Let's maybe try to hang a bunch of points on an inferior opponent. Let's not think about Joe Barry too much. <laughs> Let's just not, if at all possible. Um, because as we touched on here, you know, we've already had his retirement party, so... <laughs> So if he's back next year, we are screwed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Both in terms of the podcast and the team. If he's back on the team next year, I'm going to walk into a lake. All (laughs) right, guys. um, Because I didn't say it at the top of the show, we have come to you today via the official Glenn's Not Dead Yet Zencaster account. Thank you, Glenn. Generous patron. Patreon.com slash Uh, For them, I am me. Keep it locked in here Um, on the podcast feed for all things Packers in your ears. And acmepackingcompany.com for the blog if you read words. And we will uh, see you next week, guys. Let's go Pack Go. Let's break out of that prison.